Welcome to Raised on D&D Podcast. Twice a month, Raised on D&D brings you inspirational interviews, tips, and strategies to enhance your family's gaming experience. Your host for Raised on D&D has been a game master for 30 years and father to three gamers. Here is Nick Cartarelli. Welcome back, gamers. I'm your host, Nick Cartarelli, and this is Raised on D&D. My next guest hails from Asawoman, Virginia. She's a jack-of-all-trades in board games, Dungeons and & Dragons, and recently LARPing. She's currently working on a number of fun role-playing avenues. She's dungeon mastering a campaign for her family. She's growing her local LARPing community and using all of that knowledge to evolve a character to participate in the Viking experience. Please welcome Mary Matthews. Hi, Mary. Hi, good evening. Mary, we're super excited to have you. We know that you are big into Dungeons and Dragons. Now you're getting into LARPing and you share that passion for tabletop role-playing games with your family. But before we get into all that, can you take us back to your first tabletop or role-playing Dungeons and Dragons experience? What was that like? Oh, absolutely. Back, way back in 1996, back in the days of college, um, I was part of a second edition Greyhawk campaign, and I played a multi-class fighter mage thief, thinking, well, this is my first experience. I don't want my character to die. So I multi-class thinking jack of all trades, kind of like now, and I spread myself too thin kind of like now. <laughs> and I learned quickly that you don't level up fast by being multi-class. And, uh, but it was a lot of fun. It gave me a lot of background. And um, later I ended up playing more um, focused and honed in characters than that. <laughs> so how did you get started? So you were in college and how did, how did you get introduced to the table? How, how did that all transpire? Um, I had a few friends um, in college who um, actually one of them was a dungeon master and he had a job where he could sit all day and plan these fantastic um, campaigns. And so I joined the campaign with my boyfriend at the time and a few of the other, uh, my few, you know, friends that we made in college and we'd go to their house and we'd play around the table just like the, you know, stereotypical, you know, bring snacks, bring um, sodas and hang out around the table. And that, yeah, that was fantastic. And now fast forward, you're a mom. How many children do you have? I have three kiddos. Um, I have Savannah. She's 15. Aria, she's 12. And Liam is seven. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, mine are uh, real close together too. I've got a 14-year-old, a 13-year-old, and just turned 12. I'm sorry, my 14-year-old is uh, just turned 15. Well, when did you introduce tabletop role-playing games to the children? Okay. Funny thing about that, um, I didn't start them on tabletop role-play games until just this past year. I was worried that the rules would be too complicated, the younger ones, but I, I quickly learned that I was mistaken. I could have started sooner. I really wish I had. Um, we started them off on online, like Neverwinter Nights. We built modules, uh. and we kind of got the idea of basic role play, but I felt like there was something missing. It was the whole experience of everyone being together around the table as opposed to stuck behind devices, and... Um, 
last year I went to a um, comic book day at Rising Phoenix, a lo- our local um, game store, and there happened to be a module for a fifth edition um, Stranger Things module, and I figured that would be how I'd hook the kids, because my oldest was really into Stranger Things, and I knew the other two would follow suit, but I was more worried about the oldest, where she was 15. I wasn't sure if she'd go for it or say, no, I'm not interested, and she was very excited, which that was delightful for me. And so I spent the time making the maps, studying the books, um, getting minis together and substituting what I could where I didn't have minis. And we made it happen. And it was so much fun. And ever since they've been, oh, my heart sings to hear them say, oh, can we play D&D? Can we play D&D? Oh, (laughs) my nerdy heart sings. (laughs) And that's fantastic. What has been some of the unexpected responses to scenarios with them? Have they surprised you in any way with the way they approach uh, how they handle situations? Absolutely. And I knew as a DM, I'd have to be on my feet. But boy, (laughs) Um, my youngest, um, it was funny when we were doing that first campaign, he took off running past all of the NPCs straight for the cave. And I had to pause the game and say, oh, wait, wait, all that information he just ran right past. So I had to pause the game and I had my computer hooked up to the television. So I made everybody put everything down and we watched a YouTube video about Leroy Jenkins. And, <laughs> and I said, so what did we learn from that video? And they were like, oh, don't just go running in. I said, exactly. You're, <laughs> bad things will happen. You're going to get hurt. You need to collect information. And so we always use Leroy Jenkins as our, our um, go-to for that. And um, one time we were going into a cavern and had they taken um, a different route, they would have um, not realized that certain creatures spoke uh, a certain language. And just by the way they negotiated with the creatures, I wasn't expecting that. They were able to defeat um, the boss (laughs) just from common negotiation. Instead of going in smashing, they they actually used... um, diplomacy. So I was very proud of them for that. It is surprising and it's refreshing when children are like, well, wait, let's talk this out. Maybe there's a way that we can work through this conflict without fighting. What are some of the things that you feel have benefited your family the most just in this past year of role-playing together? Definitely pulling us back together. Um, Right before COVID hit, we had a busy life. We were always on the go, trying to squeeze in family time when we could. Um, but when COVID hit, we started spent, they came out of their rooms, got off their devices, and we actually had real conversations. And it gave me more insight into who they were and what they needed, um, what I needed to do as a parent to meet the rest of their needs, just through conversation and just you know, closeness. I've also seen my kids getting closer to one another, um, which is something I've always wanted as a parent. I want to make sure that no matter what, when they get older, that they're close. And I think things like this, it'll give them those memories and um, things to talk about and laugh about one day. And so they've already started to have those inside jokes about things that have happened in the campaign. Is that right? Oh, yes. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) 
Well, that's terrific. And you're right that, uh, and we know it from growing up on Dungeons and Dragons and playing with friends that even years later, bringing up those campaigns, those adventures, those are now they're part of our, our bond. It's part of our friendship. It's the things that we remember that we did together. That time we slayed the dragon, that time you pulled your friends out of danger, that all of those things so incredible and then to have that with siblings and with mom is incredible yeah those will be memories that we can always share together and just reminisce (laughs) now have you noticed that now that you're playing tabletop role-playing games together has it expanded into other uh creative realms like painting miniatures and building terrain or make art and things like that Absolutely. My um, daughters and my son actually are all really good with art. They're gifted in different ways. And I can see them sketching their characters, sketching out scenes that we've done. I've been, uh, they've been painting minis with me. In fact, today we were painting a a white dragon for, um, for the campaign. And um, my son came out and he brought some of his minis out to paint with me. So it, you know, it it brings us all together in different ways. Um, I try to definitely create maps and they like to stand over. I let them see for a little while, but they can't study everything because I don't want to spoil it for them. But they love to see me in the floor planning out, you know, for them. They know it's for them. We like collecting all of the accessories that go with it, the, all the dice we get online together. Oh, look at these dice that are out this week, you know, the polyhedral. And then um, I also like getting little props for them so that when we're playing, I can present it to them. It's just every once in a while a token to make a memorable moment of a game session. And recently we bought, um, I got on Amazon and found some really cheap, but really nice looking rings that were fantasy looking. And I made up a story to go with each ring. And so that during the session, I could present it to them. And one ring gave healing, like it it acted like a ring of regeneration. And one ring gave, um, you know, the power to change into almost like a mimic. Um, But they could mimic any small item and and other rings like that. But it was neat because they got so excited at the end, you know, when they were presented these rings and they can't wait to use them now in the next campaign. Oh, that is a wonderful idea. Gosh, I, I'm, I'm going to have to incorporate that too. Inexpensive jewelry from online and then actually g- giving the jewelry to them as magic items from the game. That is terrific. That's a great idea. Thank you for that. That that definitely inspires me. I hope other parents decide to do that with theirs too. That is awesome. I thought of going to um, flea markets too, the local yard sales and flea markets. Now I'm going to look at the tables a little different from here on out. <laughs> I got really inexpensive fantasy coins. Um, and I guess they came with a board game, but someone was selling them separate. Anyway, I put them in a leather dice pouch to see their faces when you throw the bag onto the table, especially when they're being hired by somebody who's kind of shady and they're kind of hesitant. But then you throw real coins on the table. They hear the coin sound and then they open the pouch and there's real coins in there. They were just so excited. So those little props, those make a big difference when gaming with children. And I'll be honest with you, gaming with adults 
the same response, <laughs> but, but definitely with kids. You've really in- incorporated your passion for tabletop role-playing into the family and it's brought you guys together. So tell me, how did we go from the table to now we're LARPing or live action role-playing? How, how did that evolve? Funny thing, I, I started off obviously playing a D&D character. She was a Viking pirate, uh, daughter of a pirate, um, and she was an assassin. And I went to a Vikings con with my friends. And while there, we met a group of LARPers there. They became my friends and um, my boyfriend. And we he introduced me to LARPing and he had a group that he called the Shadow Ravens. And so we get together and we design our, our characters. And so I said, well, you know what? That was a fun D&D character to play. Let me try this character, Sinjin. Um, and so I carried her over into LARPing and it went perfectly. I mean, it, it was a perfect fit for the group. And then after that, it you know, I've learned, I'm learning all the different things. Like you can dress like your character. You can come up with an accent for your character and talk like her. And it's fun because you get to role play on the spot. It's very much like tabletop, except you get to act it out. You take it just one step further. And it's, um, it's fun recreating it also from a historical aspect. Now I know that the Viking experience is uh, now based out of Maryland and it's actually a traveling historically inspired uh, Viking is it is it a dinner show is it is- yes um it's like an all-day festival that throughout the day we're acting and I mean, they know that i they they actually came after me and asked me to join as the shield maiden to the queen and so wow. i again took that character from D and they wanted me to roll that into this character so i'm going to work with them and we act throughout the day so we'll pop up in the middle of the, the area that they're having the festival and we act out a vignette. And meanwhile, there's a lot of other activities going on, but people will stop and listen. And so here I am role playing this character. And then at the end of the evening, there is like a feast in a dinner theater where we do continue and culminate the evening's um, role play basically. Um, and a big, a grand feast like a Viking style feast. And that's incredible. And they, they already have dates on their website, the Viking right. They're going to be in Maryland. They're going to be in North Carolina. So uh, folks that are local uh, can catch the Viking experience and they can catch your character in it as well. So that's fantastic. What do the kids think about LARPing and are they excited to try it too? They are very interested. Um, My oldest, she actually came to me and said, I think I'd like to do that. Um, And all I have to do is make her some, uh, a kit, which is basically her costume, her garb and um, bring her with me. She's old enough. They usually like to start them around 16. They don't want kids too young because it, it, it does involve a lot of adults who are just really having a good time being big kids, dressing up in armor and whacking each other with not boffers. Now that there, there is a movie out there. I'm trying to uh, role models. I believe yes. it is. Uh, <laughs> yes. My friends have all said that is a horrible movie. Please don't watch it. And, but I did. 
I thought it was cute. It, it's not a completely accurate depiction of LARPing um, mm-hmm. because the swords that we use look real, the, the armor looks real, the kits look real, and the people are, you know, they get into their character, but they are also very easygoing and they have a good time. But they're pretty much just big kids who loved playing role-playing games and, and they just wanted to keep doing that. That is fantastic. Now, you're working on the helping your local community embrace live-action role-playing games. So tell us about that a little bit. How, how are you doing that? Oh, yes. Our town, Asswoman, is a very small town, but I do try to inspire people through Facebook and um, our local communities. We've just started, um, one of my colleagues has begun a... D&D club at school. And so we get together. Sometimes we bounce ideas off of each other. Um, but they're really, really good at, you know, sort of leading and DMing too. But um, as far as here in Asswoman, my big thing is trying to get the message out to the community that it can be fun and it really benefits the kids. From here, I've just like them to see it from my side as a mom. And I, I try to put up as much information, as many pictures as I can, just so that they can see that they could do it too. I don't want people to think, oh, it had such a stigma when I was growing up as a game that, you know, oh, don't play that. It's, it's, it's you know, not good it's it's you know devil worshiping or something like that (laughs) and i found out that it's totally not that at all it's just a game of math and creativity you know problem solving and it was so different from what i think there was a fear because of the name dungeons and dragons Mm -hmm. and you know it had that stigma but people are realizing more and more that it's actually a good outlet for children, a good outlet for adults. And so I'm just trying to get that word out there and show them the behind the scenes that it's actually a lot of fun and there's a lot of creativity poured into it. Well, Mary, a lot of families are discovering Dungeons and Dragons and tabletop role-playing games. And, uh, and some of them don't even come from a gaming background like you and I do. So what is some advice that you would give to moms out there who really love this idea. They really want to connect with it. They really want to have what you're having with your children right now, that bonding around the table. What would be your advice for them to get started? How, how should they go about doing that? Definitely dive in. First of all, don't be afraid to try it. I would start with, they have some starter kits and essentials kits in target i went that's how i started i started with a module and it it's easier to follow that almost like a recipe you you read over it and sometimes and i will say it when you first start reading it it can be overwhelming you're there's a lot of information at first but read read the introduction and then take a break then read maybe reread some of it some of it you'll have to reread but once you do, it's it's so worth it. I also got onto D&D Beyond, and I found that to be super helpful as far as just being able to click a link. It made gameplay faster for me. It is probably 50% easier. Um, and just get some basic materials. Um, 
big chart paper. I like the graph, the gridded paper that you can get at Staples. It'll last a long time. Um, and that's how I made my maps. And you don't have to start with maps at first. Theater of the mind is always you know, a good place to start, but it does hook the kids. All those little novelties and the little minis, it really gets the kids a little more invested. Sometimes they need that help, that scaffolding to um, visualize what you're, you're trying to project. And um, I'd say definitely listen to, watch Critical Role, watch some YouTube videos on it, um, watch other people DMing even um, that will give you so much more confidence. I think I gained more confidence watching Matt Mercer do Critical Role <laughs> and actually got, became a better um, player character that way too. Um, I got more into character and started using more accents and I just felt like it, it increases the ins experience watching someone else do it first because it takes the pressure off of you and it gives you ideas. That is great. And the, that's all wonderful advice. I love starter kits. I always recommend them. They come with characters. They come with maps. They come with dice. Sometimes they come with minis. So, you know, it's a great way to start. It's all in the one box. And yeah, it's going to put you back about, depending on what you're getting, it's going to put you back between 15 and 30. Um, but the hours and hours of gameplay are are well, well worth it. And never oh. mind. And, and the bonding with your children, it's terrific. Mary, we want to thank you so much for being on the show. We uh, hope that your LARPing community there in your hometown grows. And we're so excited for you being in the Viking experience. We hope to see that uh, more and we hope get to travel with that but most importantly we're so glad that you're sharing Dungeons and Dragons with your family and that your family is growing together because of tabletop role-playing games thank you so much Mary and have a happy Mother's Day oh thank you